Ladies, gentlemen, boys and girls, and that Technicolor rainbow in between. Don't lie to you, get a little excited. Today. So hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. You're betting me that you're cool. But if you are cool... Then that means you've been listening to the Renegade Roundup, right? Right? Sup? This is not going to be your traditional episode of the Renegade Roundup. This is a interim interlude update recorded from a Twitch broadcast stream from September 25th. And that will give you a sense of direction on where this ship is heading. So without further ado, let's get to it. Good old, good old URLs. Good morning, good morning, everybody. I figured instead of typing out a lengthy, oh, I'll get to it soon, I figured, hey, you know what? This is Saturday morning. Got my coffee, ready to go. Had a very, very stressful week at work, but you know what? that's all behind us and we can look forward to the things that are to come good morning in case you didn't know my name is soul and this is a i don't know what you would call this i mean i just want to chill and hang out and say hello and i hope you're doing well and i miss all of you pandemic sucks please get your vaccines anyway um it's not that hard it really isn't that hard but people want to make it that hard but this isn't about that this is about the status of the Renegade Roundup podcast. And I figured it would be important to talk about a couple of things about that. And first and foremost, it's not dead. It's not going away. I haven't... I'm actually actively working on two episodes are in the not in the bin because that's if i'm throwing it away what the term in in production there's a term with because if i put it in the can that means it's done it's not done if i put it in the bin it's in the trash it's not in the trash i don't know what the word is yet this morning and coffee is not helping me with that i don't know jargon that's okay <laughs> but uh you would think that i would with the the job that i have let's um before i get into the whole like podcasty type of stuff um let's just talk a little bit about what's been going on in my life and why i don't know if people may or may not have noticed i'm not as active or at least i try to stay busy you know no promises there got a job a couple months ago um actually beginning uh End of May, beginning of June was when I was assigned 
to my current job. It is a up-and-coming uh, class action settlement company. Um, let's hope that you never get to a point in your life where you have to fight to get a settlement check. Because it's not a great process on how it all works, but that's part of my job. Is I, I am effectively the tier one in that system. And with that, especially since it is such a legally binding thing, um, it tends to have its own challenges. What I'm going to do real quick is, uh, if I'm looking side-eyed, it's because I just want to see if uh, chat is working on the actual URL, if everything's going on, the actual URL portion of it. Let me double check something here. Just going to unmute this real quick. Yeah, no, that sounds fine. That sounds fine. Everything seems to be working. Okay. Okay, I'm going to stop playing with that. I'm going to put that down. Um, yeah, so since it's a young company, we're talking like this particular company was only founded five years ago. And their first major breakout case was the, uh, the Equifax settlement case. Now, you know, people that hear that on the news, it's just like, oh yeah, that's a lot of people that are affected and simply a lot of people are going to get not a lot of money. You would think that it's simple, but it's really not. <coughs> and uh, there are several reasons for that. Um, primary ones of which is uh, the powers that be that we at the company adhere to. That primarily being our two biggest clients are the Federal Trade Commission and EEOC. And they have a lot of things, there's there's a lot of, you know how you see in, uh, you know, wrestling and celebrity contracts where it's like, think Andy Kaufman. Remember that scene in uh, Man on the Moon where it's like, okay, but here are my terms. And then it's a whole, like, scroll of terms. Think that, but a lot more... A lot more severe consequences. Um, think a think a think an organization that has as much scope as Mastercard for different reasons. Um, I think for legal reasons, I can't. Well, I mean, I've never signed a real NDA about it, so I don't know if there's like a punishment, whatever. But anyway, big thing. Long story short, that has been taking a lot of my focus, and that is really draining. Especially having to commute uh, about 45 minutes to an hour, depending on how I-5 is doing that day, uh, each way. And that can stack up after a while, and then I try to take what energy I have left from the day and focus that on podcast stuff. And that is a big reason that everything is the way that it is right now. Because here's the funny thing. By the time that I had filmed the last episode that came out, which was with uh, uh, with uh, Brian of How Much in Bison Dollars, 
that was I already had two episodes completed and posted and scheduled ready to go and now I'm behind on that again so part of what I wanted to do today is kind of show the process on how it is done now this isn't the most effective process in the world but uh it's the way that I found it works for me for right now and uh let me go ahead and uh ping my guest and see when they'll pop up so what I'm gonna do today is I'm gonna show you effectively how the sausage is made for the Renegade Roundup podcast um, not a complete overall just because like the way that the pieces are layered and all that um, I'm not gonna show you like start to finish um, well I might I might be able to do something I might be able to do something to like complete and round that up but it's not like we're not gonna spend six hours going through what it takes to make an episode of the podcast from beginning to end that's not the goal here the goal here is just to give a short summary um, and talk about potentially the future of the renegade roundup because i am only one person i am a uh the, i am captain and navigator of the ship i am master and commander of the uss renegade roundup and uh that can be a that can be a tough burden sometimes especially when the the other big thing um so i am actually lined up for a promotion relatively soon um again i'm one of those people i'm very much a doubting thomas i'll believe it when pen is to paper and there's a placard with my name on it um but i do have a tentative transfer date of mid-october mid-october is when they are projecting that i will be on new assignment um i think that's probably the uh most gentle uh, least legally compromising way that I can say it. Um, on assignment does not mean terminated. Uh, on assignment is uh, transferred to a project that is in very early stages and is not even ready to go live yet with my company. See, I can uh, hold NDAs. I can uh, I can behave myself. But um. The other big part of that as well is after after these two episodes are posted, the big announcement I want to say is that I may be putting that on ice for a while. And there's a few reasons for that. It has come to my attention that there may be other opportunities that can utilize the platform like renegade roundup but in order to do that i have to be honest with myself this setup i have right now is not going to cut it for the vision that i have for how efficiently i want to do things it's not for, for having a high quality product, it's not feasible 
to do so. Oh, give me just a moment here. It looks like we have mystery guest at the table. Um, oh, Mr. Supreme, sir, I'm getting a weird little error. It's saying appears to be using... Oh, yeah, they're very particular about you have to use Chrome, not Edge. It's really dumb. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, let me... Uh, Am I getting picked up at all? Uh, are you hearing me? I can hear you, but am I getting picked up at all? Oh, uh, you on the stream? I think I have desktop recording on. Uh, let me just uh, switch over to... Where is it? Was it the in-game? Yeah, let's do that. Ah! We're going to see how that goes. Um, let me pop up a browser real quick. Um... And we're we're just we're just gonna see. Real quick, I'm pulling up the uh, the Twitch TV. On, my, phone. And uh, say some things. Ah, uh, sorry about the technical issues there, man. Like, uh, I got this working last time to test the mic, and now it's not working again. Uh, Chrome will not open on my. Uh, desktop for whatever reason. I'm going to have to tinker with that later. Mm. So this is the closest compromise I have at the moment. That's very fair. You know what? Good news. It is actually picking up on the stream. So you are perfectly fine for right now for the purposes of this uh, of this demonstration. So uh, as I kind oh, right of... On. Uh, yeah. So what I kind of alluded to earlier is... Uh, and this will be a good preview for you as well because when eventually a season two of Renegade Roundup comes along... Uh, you will have uh, in-depth knowledge on how this sausage is made. So, uh, fantastic! Yes, um, good old hefty uh, kosher sausage. By the way, how's your and money I was, going? I, I do believe there was some talks of trying to get me on the podcast. So maybe season two. Maybe season two. Yes, and um, as uh, you, I think you were probably in transition uh, when I was. Uh, describing some of the reasons as to why but it's just like it's literally a one-man ship right now and uh i'm already like way behind on what my personal goals on it are and especially if i want to try to level this up if you will um some changes are need to be made and right now i'm not in a uh financially viable or time sustainable spot to upgrade my hardware yeah, completely understandable. So, so yes. So, um, so just to kind of give a small little idea, what usually happens? I will go ahead and name this uh, supremely test sentence. Just, just cause. And so, what usually happens is uh, using a paid, uh, using a uh, paid service like Riverside.fm. Normally, as uh, as those that uh, dabble with podcast work probably know, getting audio to sync up and record and not being corrupted remotely is very difficult. But uh, Riverside FM makes it easy. I just push this button, and everything is taken care of on my end. Isn't that fancy? Schnazzy. It's pretty schnazzy. And then what usually happens is, uh, as 
let me double yeah so it's uh uploading on my end and it's uh taking care of all the parts here um again i think normally you know normally you would not have this right here tinkering for another time you know the the amazing thing as well is uh, a couple of guests that i have been talking to as well you know we're looking at like the system restrictions more or less because riverside unfortunately for right now only works on chrome browser and only works on ios app there is no android app there is um no extensions outside of that circle and i've noticed there are quite a few guests that I have wanted to have on this show that do not have either of those things. And it's like, hmm, that might be a problem. Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> no, no, it's fine. Uh, it's Like I said, I'm, I'm just reiterating that it's not just you. So that's totally fine. So what usually happens is uh, just to kind of, um, can I actually view them while you're still on here? Probably not. Um, I'll I'll take a look at that momentarily. But uh, but uh, another. I don't know if you're able to see the. Or do you have the stream up by chance? Yes, I do. Perfect. So this fancy little thing over here is probably my favorite addition to uh, Riverside FM. You may have heard uh, certain little uh, sound clips that play. Uh, that is, uh, cleaned up in post, but that is, that is accessible on a soundboard <laughs> in real time. So I can just have all kinds of fun with a guest. And this, this is, this right here is like the single best addition to any like possible podcast service that I have seen is like. And the other amazing thing is, it works with video as well. So think about getting like a group chat with people and having them like respond in real time to, uh, do I have to just get it? Yeah, to just do that. Uh, responding in real time to say a reaction video without having to use something like a um, movie theater app or something like that. How cool would that be? Yeah, there's definitely the application there. That's very interesting. Mm -hmm, and sure. even, like, you can even add in your own sound effects to that uh, sound bar by the looks of it, eh? Uh, yes, uh, these were all, <laughs> the, uh, the these ones on the bottom right here were all uh, ones that I had added. Wait a second. A new opponent has interrupted the tournament. Nice. Right? Nice. <laughs> The amount of fun that can just be had on this. Um, yeah, so I, I look forward to uh, tinkering around with this a bit more, but especially with the... Um, the Just, just kind of looking at in comparison. Again, my my even though I have a Logitech 4K camera, I understand lighting and exposure and all this other stuff to kind of make it look pretty, possibly a green screen down the road. It, it's getting the job done for right now, but if I'm wanting to level it up, that's not going to happen right now so but uh it is what it is but uh while i have you on here uh mr supreme um plug and tell a little bit about yourself while we have you on uh renegade tv on uh twitch.tv slash soul wrestles all right well uh hey everybody good morning sitting here sipping my coffee talking to soul here uh you might know me as captain supreme on twitter 
doing all that Street Fighter pixel art and other fighting game related stuff, and the odd meme. Yes, he is also the uh, the genius behind my current avatar that I use on all my social medias, uh, Instagram, Twitter, uh, and I think Twitch also has uh, that fantastic portrait. I was just like, me, but as Mr. Satan, he's like, I got you. <laughs> fantastic. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I would, I would love to have uh, an opportunity to have you on as a guest in the future and fun fun little thing i'll just go ahead and sort of drop this a little bit i've been talking a bit more with um uh brian of how much in bison dollars uh after we had our session and we had an idea for a show that we wanted to do where is it i know this is not going to look great on the stream but uh you know what I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna hurt the eyes of the people on stream. I'm just gonna pull up the DMs on me phone. Um, we had an idea for basically sort of a uh, impromptu, let's just play fighting games sort of series. I think it called it something like "Booted Up" or something like that. I'm halfway on board already. <laughs> Um, because, yeah, I think it was, uh, yeah, uh, I call it, uh, it's like, uh, yeah, just casually bring enough fighting games in conversation be like, you know what? Boot it up. We're going to play. Boot it up. It's pretty straightforward. It's just like, you know, we talk about fighting games so much, but there's a lot of times where we do more talking rather than playing. So, and you know, uh, Fightcade exists. This is true, but I haven't, uh, tried it out yet. Uh, currently I'm enjoying the benefits and lack of benefits of country internet, so it's kind of spotty here and there. Oh! So like, mm -hmm. uh, streaming mm -hmm. is something I can't really do. Uh, like, this right now is okay. This doesn't take such a toll on my data. Sure. But a lot of stuff is pretty, uh, I have to space it out pretty evenly. That's that's very fair. I didn't realize that you were on a um on a data cap. I'm I'm sorry, man. I didn't mean to to, to tack that on you. Oh, it's okay. I wouldn't agree to it if it wasn't. But that yeah, it's totally fair. Sure. One of the perks of living in the middle of nowhere. You know what? You're not wrong. Also have to deal with a lot less headaches with a lot less people, I imagine. Yeah, for the most part, like Sure. I uh I miss visiting my sister in the city and, you know, abusing her high-speed internet to play Street Fighter <laughs> or download whatever update, but, sure, you know, take the good with the bad. Yeah, sure, absolutely. You know, there's, there's, you can't really put a price on peace of mind, and sometimes living out in the middle of nowhere will give you exactly that. Well, it's, uh, internet-wise, I got the best at what I can get right now, sure. and that's that, and there's not much I can do about it. It gets to the point where it's like, well, it's cloudy. It might be shit today. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. You know, and meanwhile, Elon Musk is wanting to give satellite internet to everybody. And I'm like, I suspect there may be a problem here. Uh, that um, Starlink or whatever it's, I think it's called Starlink. Uh, my roommate was looking into that and I told him I'd uh, be halfers for it if it works. I've heard uh, a friend of mine says his brother has it or something, and it works good. But, you know, if that's uh, 
less off my data plan off my phone and then sure. better than anything that's being offered out here why not i'll give it a try sure absolutely yeah it's uh it's very interesting how companies like tesla and google are trying to give or like they're they're sort of like the champions of getting internet out to the masses especially in third world countries which um is a very noble goal but at the same time it's you know we we live in a we live in a society where uh you know the devil's in the details is just what's the name of your devil because you know, everybody has True something, enough. yeah somebody everybody has something wrong you know for for uh, for all the good and all the building of society that companies do there is also um, a lot of shade and it's just i find elon musk a very comical character to to follow because no no one person should be simultaneously that adept and that inept as a as a multi-billionaire oh yeah but it's kind of fun to watch yeah, in the uh, in the train wreck sort of way, and uh, waiting for the days that Fury Road will open up. <laughs> the silver lighting of this uh, of stuff like Starlink, it it does kind of light a fire under uh, internet companies' asses right now because yes. they have to compete with that. Yep, and they and it's you know right now we live in a country where for so long the the duopoly of um of uh what was uh, the, so out here it's comcast um and then there's the other one what is it time warner is the other big like duopoly um but yeah it's it's uh there there needs to be a, there needs to be alternatives there needs to be options you know we live we live in a 2021 where um AEW is doing that you know lighting fires under asses for WWE and it's it's glorious to watch But uh, yeah, it's uh, there's there's a uh, 2021 and the fallout from everything going into 2022 is going to be it's going to be very interesting to watch. Um, some of it for shot and Freud reasons, but some of it for practical reasons as well. Uh, you have where um, the one I'm most looking for is California is the first state to challenge Amazon Amazon like companies with their quota system. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, California is the one that's that's lighting the fire under that particular ass and even though I haven't had I've only had one job where quota performance was based on whether you stay hired or not and that was when I worked with a call center for a major cell phone carrier company. Um, outside of that, quota usually falls in the, um, uh, I'm sorry, it's not quota in that case, it's hour allocation, uh, where apparently the powers that be can only divvy so many hours to so many employees for certain departments, and then that can change from week to week. Um, I, mm -hmm. survived, I survived two years at Kroger that did that. I worked a holiday season with Best Buy that did that. Um, that part's not fun. Yeah, I'd imagine. Mm-hmm. Well, anything that ha doesn't have uh, steady shift work, that'll mess with your head eventually. Yes. Yes, it does. I have uh, definitely been on... Had, had my, I've had my fair share of that, for sure. 
But uh, yeah. Anything else you want to plug for the moment before I continue with the uh, before with the the stream like cutting demonstration of how Renegade Roundup is made? I really don't got that much to shill. Uh, That's fair. You can visit me at at Captain Supreme on Twitter. Uh, check out my pixel artwork if you're interested in that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also have uh, Street Fighter Two pixel art designs available on by fans for fans. Nice. Uh, I now have a coffee mug design, which if Sweet. you're a coffee enthusiast like me and you like your Street Fighter, it's a I'm not awake enough to shill a promo right now, is what no, I'm that's, trying to say. That if you is, like coffee and Street Fighter, check it out. That is very fair. Um, one last one last thing I want to pick your brain about real quick. First impressions on the Nick All-Stars game. I'm interested. Where's Angry Beavers? <laughs> that was my question! It's you have You have Helga. Why not Arnold? Okay, I just saw Helga this morning, but I haven't seen any gameplay. I'm going in it pretty cold. I just saw Ren and Stimpy on one of Max's uh, like uh, quick videos yep. on YouTube the uh-huh. other day. Yep. Uh, his most recent one, uh, they actually finally do have a breakdown of Helga and Michelangelo. Uh, the one prior to that was uh, Leonardo and April. Which oh eight. wow! I wonder if they're gonna put all four turtles in there. That would be cool. Um, I think Leo and Mike are the only two that are confirmed so far. Um, but yeah, I would imagine down the road they'll probably get the other two turtles in there. But uh, right away, and for... that beat them up they're working on looks so damn cool. Yes, yes, it does. Uh, Shredder's Revenge. Yeah, where you actually get to play as April, and it has all of these like Street Fighter references to her. It's pretty rad. Yeah, any well-animated pixel art uh, catches my eye instantly because I love how that looks in motion. Mm-hmm. Never mind that it's Ninja Turtles, and I'm a huge Turtles in Time fan. I, I my ears usually pick up uh, perk up when uh, when I see tribute games associated with it uh, because I have been following them since uh, Wizorb days back in the PSP. Uh, they do a lot of yeah. Good they've stuff. come a long way, and they've put out some stellar uh, stellar stuff. Absolutely. You know what I uh, didn't piece together until recently? The uh, the new... Um, was it the new Streets of Rage? No, Streets there was... Streets of Rage 4? There was that one. I thought there was a game that propped up not too long ago. I, have, I just have the urge to pull up the browser, but I know for stream viewers that won't be um, great. Um, that's what it was. Windjammers 2? The same, ah, yes. the same animators behind um, Super Dodgeball Beats. That's another game that I highly recommend looking into. It's a rhythm game. Is that on the Switch? I think I've seen it, but I haven't tried it out yet. Possibly. Um, I played it. I bought it on PS4. Um, let me go ahead and Google that real quick. Super Dodgeball Beats. Uh. Get your groove on with Super Dodgeball Beats, the world's most intense rhythm sports game. Take part in insanely cool dodgeball games played to the rhythm of 18 original music tracks. Conquer oh, so it's dodgeball and rhythm, okay. Perfect rhythm and sweet moves. 
Thank you, and Google. sweet moves. And sweet moves, yes. Um, yes, it is available on the Switch. I might be thinking of a different one where it was kind of set up like as a dodgeball RPG. But hey, more dodgeball games. I mean, nothing wrong with that. Right, right. We we all need a little bit of dodgeball that doesn't involve actual dodgeball. <laughs> yeah, I don't miss the borderline taste of the ball getting smoked in the face. Uh, see, also, having been uh, avid glasses wearer since fourth grade, I do not miss having ah. dodgeball smashed to face, which means which means ball into glasses smooshed into face. I was kind of lucky as a kid because we didn't have the big rubber dodgeballs, like, but we didn't use them for dodgeball. We had um, these sponge balls. Oh, so, okay. Mm-hmm. Like super light, super soft, unless you're, you know, like 90% of everybody who plays competitively in these where you yep. push all the air out and you can throw it, <laughs> throw it so fast and so hard. If you can throw a sponge, you can throw a ball. If you can dodge a sponge, you can dodge a ball. That one too, yes. Man, I need to rewatch that. I have been going on a Jack Black binge as of lately. I just recently watched School of Rock for the first time. And I'm like, oh, I wow. have I have really deprived myself of School of Rock because it's fantastic. I haven't seen that in a few years, but yeah, it's definitely a good movie. It's It was definitely the feel-good movie that I needed at that time, for sure. Fantastic. All right. Speaking uh, of Jack Black, what do you think about that uh, uh, Nintendo Mario casting? I'm probably going to be in the minority and say I hate everything about this project. Because I'm not going to lie, there's there's a sprinkle of that. When I heard Chris Pratt as Mario, I, I, me like much a lot of people probably went, you know, what? Mm-hmm. And like Charles Martinet is right there. Charles you Martinet could have advertised that Super Mario as Super Mario. So I think what they're trying to do is that weird role reversal thing where Charles Martinet is going to be an actual person, like the Stan Lee in that movie, is what I project. But oh, okay, I didn't, I didn't even think of it that way. I figured he'd be. There'll be like Wario and Waluigi on the side for one or two scenes. That that'd be amazing too. Um, but yeah, also, uh, it's for me. It's just, I mean, I understand Illumination does great stuff. I mean, they are responsible for um, uh, uh, Despicable Me, uh, the Grinch CG movie, which I absolutely love. That one, I actually prefer. Here's here's a weird thing for you. I found that there is a particular generation gap where people think that there's some younger people that think that the Jim Carrey Grinch is the superior Grinch. I'm here to say you're wrong. It's the Illumination one. The Jim Carrey Grinch is an entirely different uh, flavor of Grinch. Yeah, it's fun I've... in its own way, but it doesn't but... It, it doesn't supersede the classic in my mind. No. Plus, yeah, uh, plus, plus, even you know how many years since it came out. I love the original Grinch. Mm-hmm. Plus, also, it's like for me, hot who that that all the guys are trying to get with. That's a weird flex for me. That's because remember that came out. You in know, the... that's what I think about when I think of Christmas. Yes, yes, you think about you know stocking stuffers and and all that. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, that also came out shortly before. Michael Myers as Cat in the Hat. That was a weird time for kids' films. Oh yeah, that 
That was a weird movie. Yep. Yep. That that could I be a whole. Uh, babysitting ahead. some friends, uh, kids of mine, and that's what we watched. And I'm just sitting there going, "Okay." And I'm the adult in the room, and I'm like, "I wouldn't show this to kids." Yep. But all right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I'll see. Also, um, my technically my. St- stepsister uh basically showed her kids horror films like uh you know the classic uh freddy krueger and that sort of stuff so the the rules of parenting apparently no longer apply it's you know it's you know we live in a we live in a world where youtube kids is effectively a glorified babysitter for some households yeah, and it shouldn't be because you're right. The amount of stuff that squeezes through that isn't kid friendly. Mm-hmm. Like I just had a talk with this about a with a friend of mine with his kids and yeah, how just stuff will sneak onto the like the recommended tab. Yeah, that but, whole like, Elsa yeah, thing. I hear where you're coming from. Yeah, that whole Elsa thing where like I don't know. I don't know. It's like how how can like how can you be so oblivious to your kids' needs? that you just let that go on autopilot and let the algorithm take care of your kids for you. Yeah. This coming from a generation that you know at you know grew up at uh at 4 or 5 years old watching uh such Don Bluth classics like The Secret of Nim and An American Tale and uh such horrifying classics like The Brave Little Toaster. <laughs> I still have nightmares about that clown. I like the brave little toaster. I don't. I, that, that's me though. There were there, but like if you go back and watch it now, there's a lot of really dark things that went over your head as a kid. Oh, absolutely! Watching uh, anything old, the stuff that you didn't that didn't click with you as a kid, and just yep. kind of letting it hit you. Uh, the vacuum. Oh, I'm trying to think vac- of a good example. The vacuum eating his own cord. Okay. <laughs> uh, I was just trying to remember this uh, one Porky Pig cartoon. It was like on Teletoon Retro or something one mm-hmm. day, and it all the setup is Porky's trying to catch a mouse. He sets up this elaborate trap, and it doesn't work out. Porky gets knocked out. Mm-hmm. Porky wakes up to the mouse bringing in a guillotine, and I'm like, "Wow, this got dark <laughs> fast." Because it were for Tom and Jerry. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of Tom and Jerry, the darkest cartoon in the history of ever, uh, where Tom actually dies and has to make amends with Jerry, and there is a Satan bulldog telling him, Come on in! The water's great! I wasn't expecting that pull. I was thinking from the first movie where they do like a little sword fight gag and like Tom gets sliced up and he's yep. red on the inside. Why mm-hmm. is that there? Mm-hmm. You know, you, you, you got to have your steak medium rare. <laughs> I suppose so. Yes. But uh, oh, you were talking about uh, just casually starting up fighting games. You ever play the Tom and Jerry fighting game? Wait. I will take that response. No. <laughs> There's a Tom and Jerry fighting game? It was either on 
it could have been in, on the 64 or PlayStation, or maybe it was a GameCube game. I oh, want to say it was God. like Fists of Fury or something like that. It was an arena fighter. Oh, oh no! Were they trying? Oh, yeah. to, were you? Tr- were they trying to cash in on that Shrek audience? Possibly. <laughs> I remember renting it once and going, "Okay, I will never rent this again." Mm-hmm. It's like. I would like my $6 back, please. Well, that was a weekend. That was a weekend, yeah. But yeah. Uh, you know what? It uh, it stings a lot less than having to have actually bought the thing full retail. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, gosh, I think, uh, again, I, like, I, I'm not, I don't know how old you are, but, like, I grew up, like, I was born in 85, so I grew up with a hollywood video in my neighborhood and so every weekend i would get um playstation games from there and uh you know it, that that sense of discovery going through like dark stalkers x-men versus street fighter all that stuff is really good but there are some there's some turds in that basket uh, see also the star wars fighting game for playstation one i can't say i've ever had the pleasure unfortunately Yep. Um yeah. So uh when I was younger and just for age gap, uh I'm thirty right now myself. So we're okay. not that far apart. Okay, sure, sure. Um but I had similar thing. My town did have a game and movie rental place. Mm-hmm. And so like that was really beneficial for me, especially with my background of loving the classics. He had an extreme amount of NES and SNES games. So that was how I got into fighting games was Street Fighter 2, Street Fighter Alpha, sure. Mortal Kombat 2. Uh, and then later you, you pick and choose what uh, he had kind of a sparse selection of PlayStation games. So I think uh, I never got to really try out Darkstalkers until, you know, more uh, came more readily available with sure. the Internet. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like classics like that, it's you know, growing up, it's nice to have that resource. Mm hmm. Absolutely, yeah. It's uh, and then there were the there are few joys like discovering things you never knew about right when a mom pa rental place closes down. Um, I still have a few VHSs from a mom pa shop that closed down. I still have my original OVA of Battle Angel Alita, and that particular mom pa shop shop. I remember I had very fond memories of discovering dragon ball through uh, i'm sorry discovering dragon ball z through dead zone and tree of might oh wow and that was i think before even toonami aired those particular movies i remember uh like since i'm in canada we had ytv and i remember Mm -hmm. early 90s they had I never saw it until I was older, but they had commercials for Dragon Ball, like the original. Original. Mm-hmm. And at that time, you know, I'm four or five years old. I don't know what anime is. Sure. Like, stu- and between that, it was also Sailor Moon, I think, was coming mm-hmm. out around the same time. To me, it was just like, oh, this cartoon just looks a lot more expressive. Okay. Sure. And then uh, it was later where I was lucky enough where... Uh, we got cable and YTV and they would have, you know, Dragon Ball Z marathons. And the big two they would show was uh, tree of might mm-hmm. uh, world's strongest team. Yep. Mm-hmm. And the uh, Bardock and trunk specials. Nice. 
Yeah, and the Bardock special is what made me a diehard Bardock fan. That's cool. That's real cool. I don't. I think I caught Bardock much later. Um, for me, like my peak time of exposure, besides those very early movies, was uh, I pretty much completely stopped during the first run. I completely stopped following at the end of the Perfect Cell arc because I thought that would have been a perfect place to uh, cut off at and be and basically like. The Great Saiyan Man, like, back then, it just really trailed off and really petered off my interest. Um, yeah, that was a dropping-off point for me and my friends, too. Mm-hmm. But then after that, you get to the, uh, you know, the fights on the ship against Bobbity and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, so when Dragon Ball Z was being played on cable for me and my friends, we had a joke where we could tell when they were dubbing the episodes by the amount of time they would show new episodes and then trail back to old episodes. So you'd have that, you know, gap of episodes. So we always joked, oh no, back to Raditz. It's going to be a while before new episodes. Yep. Because that's how and, it used to work uh, back then. You didn't have this simulcast world premiere all over the place like you do now. Yeah. Oh, it was, uh, I was kind of lucky because, uh, my, it was kind of weird. My dad kind of liked watching it too. So like Mondays it would be That's cool. Dragon Ball and then Raw. So that's, <laughs> that's kind of where I got into wrestling too. And even he would joke about back to Raditz. That's, that's funny. Yeah. And, uh, one last thing for the whole Dragon Ball thing, since, uh, you are American, my friend, right? Yeah, yes, I am. Uh, okay. I am, I'm out of the Seattle area. Okay. Uh, check out the differences between the Canadian and the uh, U.S. versions of the Dragon Ball intro. Because you had Rock the Dragon. We did. <laughs> we just had Dragon Ball Z repeating. Both are good in their own merits. Okay. I will have to look into that. Um... I won't bu- I won't try and butcher it, but I'll give you a little preview. Where you had, you know, Rock the Dragon. Dun, uh-huh. dun. We had Dragon Dragon Ball. Dragon Ball Z! <laughs> Got oh, you that, hyped. That's Got you fan- hyped. Yes, that sounds fantastic. That sounds really, really great. Um, so, basically, what it sounds like is uh, Wooly's youthol- uh, eulogy for Reboot struck home with you. I did see that, but I wasn't as big as a Reboot fan as Wooly was. I did... In- you know, 3D in the 90s was a big thing. Sure. So there was Reboot and Beast uh, Beast, Wars Beast Wars or Beasties mm-hmm. here in Canada. Yep. I was more of a Beasties fan. I have found out through Toy Galaxy that Pogs were called something different depending on where you live. Hmm. Uh, for me, they were Pogs. Okay. I think I think it. I, I wasn't sure if it was a u.s canada difference or if it was like a u.s uk difference so that answers that question yeah like uh would they be called like slammers or something i i've never actually heard of a I definite thi- uh, i think i think it's thing for pogs i think it was called like fun caps something like that oh maybe that does sound kind of familiar hold on let me uh, see if uh, google might be able to answer what were pogs called not pugs. 
I don't want I don't want to know about pug dogs. Pogs. Uh Pog Federation milk caps. I think I think it was just called Fun Caps. I'll have to go through the episode. Um but yeah, uh if you haven't already, Toy Galaxy is probably one of my favorite little nostalgia holes to go through. Um I started watching it when they featured Big Bad Beetleborgs. And they just Oh rec- wow. Yeah. T- talk about like dormant nostalgia in the back of your head that you haven't thought about in years. And he goes through all of it. We're talking like obscure Power Rangers ripoffs uh to obscure Transformers ripoffs. Uh just recently he talked about the Transformers movie. And I didn't realize how many children were crying in theaters and how that was initial the initial goal from Hasbro was to ultimately kill off Ultimus Prime to replace him. Yep. But that didn't work out so well the first time. <laughs> That's uh, also the reason, if you ever caught the G.I. Joe movie, why uh, Duke Joe uh, gets stabbed in the heart with a cobra and goes into a coma. Yep, he was supposed to have died not yeah. being in a the, coma. At the very end of the movie. Oh, hey, Duke's okay. Yep. Go, Same- Joe. Yep, go, Joe. Same thing with uh, they had to uh, re-edit uh, Optimus Prime, or at least the power of Optimus Prime coming back because optimus prime lives in all of us <laughs> yes but uh i won't say it messed me up but like uh they have that whole sequence with him coming in with you got the touch and mm-hmm. just wrecking everybody yep. and then you know he hands off the matrix and turns gray it's like oh wow yep yeah the yep stirrings for many a young lads and lasses that followed the adventures of the autobots But, uh, yeah, no, I, I appreciate this uh, short little, like, mini Renegade Roundup session. Um, I do appreciate your time this morning and uh, joining us for this. And uh, Yeah, no problem, man. Yeah, yeah I appreciate it. My pleasure. Time. Yeah, and uh, we'll, we'll definitely have to uh, talk again soon. Yeah, sounds good. Right. I uh, guess I'll see you later. Uh, yeah, um, and actually, like, uh, well, do, do you have anything planned, like, for the day at all like i don't want to keep you from anything if you do have plans uh i'm gonna probably start running some errands in a little okay. bit yeah Sh- sure yeah no problem um i'm actually going to be catching uh wrestling shows uh tonight and tomorrow so yeah so. that's one thing i want to do is try and uh catch rampage from last night yes i've uh i've been uh, hearing all kinds of good things about uh, that particular exchange, um, especially given how uh, Dynamite went earlier in the week. And just, uh, yeah, a lot of good things happening in wrestling right now. It's a good time to be a wrestling fan. Oh, uh, for good and bad, yeah. I Sure. Personally, sure. I can't ro- watch Raw anymore, but I look forward to AEW every Wednesday. Yes, yes. That's. I think that's. there's a huge paradigm shift that comes to, you know, we don't have to be complacent with your, you know, with your filler every week. You know, you can actually yeah. get, like, a hearty meal in wrestling right now, which is very exciting to see. Mm-hmm. 
Also, I find that like with Raw being three hours, I can't dedicate three hours, especially to what they're putting out. The 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 way that I was able to get around that for the longest time was Hulu would truncate to a ninety minute supercut of the episode that would air the following day. But WWE has uh, by the end of the year terminated that partnership, which. Uh, if anybody knows about navigating WWE on Peacock, uh, apparently SmackDown didn't exist until 2019, and Monday Night <laughs> Raw didn't exist until 2008. Then what the hell was I watching? I don't know. It must be like that. Uh, um, it must be that Mandela effect. We thought we were watching something the whole time. Do 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 do. It's definitely it's definitely a Black Mirror society when Black Mirror says that we can't write anything scarier than what's currently happening right now. Yeah. Well, speaking of the Mandela effect, you're an old <laughs> wrestling fan. Maybe you can clear this up for me. Okay. Because, uh, like, do you remember if uh, during old uh, WWE shows, like TV shows, if they had uh, sound effect stickers over chair shots? Like the old Batman sitcom stuff. Not sitcom, but like the old Batman oh, show. Oh, you're talking like an like, actual, like, BAM! Biff, talking about, like, an actual Biff graphic? Yeah. I could not recall something like that happening. I think it was... Depends on how far back you're going. Because, for me, my peak time of watching was 02 to 07. So okay. during So, during that time... I would say no, but uh, crazy zoom cam technology of recent years might have left the impression that perhaps that was something they experimented with. Okay, and yeah, this would have been early 90s. Like, my dad was into wrestling more than I was at that time, and I could, you know, I'm four or five years old. I don't know who sure. anybody is. sure. But the one thing that sticks out in my head was I almost want to say it's like Rock giving Yokozuna a chair shot, and then there's a big Blamo thing across the screen. <laughs> was it maybe that particular episode was sponsored by Blamo? They make log. Perhaps. Four year old me wouldn't be able to tell an ad from a wrestling event. Correct. Um, I would probably say uh, so, just to give you an idea, my first exposure like ever like willingly sitting down to watching wrestling was uh it was a either a SummerSlam or a wrestlemania party back in like 2000 2001 because on the show i've mentioned that my first most vivid memory was watching jeff hardy fly off of a 20-foot ladder onto a table with bubba ray deadly so oh, yeah, that's a classic yes so i think before then, I may have seen flickers of it, you know, when changing the channel, but nothing like actively sitting down. Like the first character I ever gravitated towards was Goldust back in 2002. That's kind of funny because that was my dad's guy back in the day. Mm -hmm. Dustin still has it, man. He can still go. Yeah, he's still got the moves. It's amazing. It's amazing. For me, I think it was uh, Bret Hart just for having like, oh, he's Canadian. And that, sure. you know, being a little kid from uh, a little town out in the country kind of makes the world a little bigger. Yep. 
Yep. Yeah, it's uh yeah, definitely Bret Hart had that effect on people. Um he, he definitely wanted to be like the Captain Canada, if you will. Yeah. I think uh I think that's uh that was probably a goal that he strived towards, but I might argue Lance Storm did that better. Uh yeah, there's some classic Lance Storm bits too, yeah. Mm-hmm. He was my favorite B wrestler. Sure, sure. Everybody has an A and everybody has a B and uh you know there are some there's sometimes where you gravitate towards, you know, the the path less traveled if you will. Like I still to this day wish that Mordecai got more of a push, but I understand the backstage politics as to why he didn't. Yeah, that's there's a lot going on back there, mm-hmm. like especially on WWE's end. But but how cool would it have been to have like a Holy Undertaker versus the the Lord of Darkness, the Undertaker? You know, the closest thing yeah. we got to that was the promo bill between uh, Shawn Michaels and HBK for WrestleMania 25 when he came out as a as a heavenly angelic version of the Undertaker, which uh, I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, that would be interesting. Yeah. Path not taken, though. Yeah, path not taken with that. Path not taken with uh, Taker and Sting. Mm Mm-hmm. So much money left on the table with that. You have that, and then just Bray Wyatt. (sighs) You know, I was never the biggest Bray Wyatt guy, but then again, I only got back into watching WWE in the past year in a bit okay sure i I came in pretty late on that yeah so just to give you an idea um he was very i mean you you probably have seen clips and vignettes of like his earlier stuff when he looked like something from uh, the hills had eyes you know when he was yeah i remember him tagging with matt hardy for a bit and uh that uh what was it like the devourer of worlds yep the devourer of worlds um yeah, the Eater of Worlds and all that. Um, yeah. Really, um, his peak time frame was uh, when he had the family, the Wyatt family with him. That was um, Luke Gallows, um, formerly Brody Lee, rest in peace. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then... Um, Eric Rowan. Eric Rowan, that's the other one. And then... Uh, Shortly after that, very early, Braun Strowman as the Black Sheep. Right, mm-hmm. right. And that was the time frame that I remember the most. That was when he was building his feud with Jericho, where he would just speak in incoherent rhetoric. But when you go back and look at that now, it was actually piecing together and foretelling The Fiend and Sister Abigail. Um, so he was way ahead of his time with that. Uh, but the, but the thing that I will always remember is like when just, you know, he started calling his followers, his fireflies, that was when it just started where, you know, you put the, you put the light up on your phone and you're a firefly in the darkness of the room. Mm. He, he, I think just, he had the palm, he had, he had the crowd so much in the palm of his hand that he he talked a st- he talked about a story about how there was a teacher that said that he would never be enough you know like silly silly promos that you would cut in you know mid 2010s WWE but the moment that he said 
I'm here, and the teacher is now six feet underground. I have the whole world in my damn hands. And then the crowd just starts singing. He's got the whole world in his hands. And uh, that started the big push. And why it was, you he had all of this arsenal and all of this movement behind him. And that's why it was so infuriating that Cena still won despite all of that. Because everything in that story was telling that Wyatt was going to get over on him. Yeah, the second you have... Uh, I'm trying to think of the right word. Not reaction, but you have that reson resonance with the crowd. Mm -hmm. That you're somebody that they want to succeed, that they relate to. Correct. Yeah, there should be more. I agree. And that, and that was... Uh... That was especially a very, I would argue that probably left a sour taste in a lot of people's mouths because for me personally, it was at that point and then going into, uh, oh, I forget what they, what they called it, but when, uh, effectively Stephanie and Triple H were figureheads, you know, they, they did away with, uh, general managers and it was, um, it was, you know, the, the Federation or whatever it was called, you know, that's, that's. Leave leave that in the past. I don't want to take that ball back up. But uh, it was at that point that you realized that the company is going to push who they are going to push. Oh, you thought you had an opinion? Well, sorry to disappoint you. You know, to excuse you, you have an opinion on what we do? On the superstars that we push? What? 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 <laughs> what? In a business, especially like wrestling, where your fans are the lifeblood of it, there has to be more give and take than just, no, we're going to push this person and you're going to like them. Buy their shirts. Yeah. Think about how much resentment people had for Roman Reigns until he finally oh, yeah. turned heel and did something cool. You know, it's... Uh... So that's how I heard about Roman Reigns when I dropped out is just like, yeah, they keep trying to push this guy and nobody wants him. Um, so the clip that I saw was with the rock holding his hand up and they're booing the rock yep. booing Roman Reigns. <laughs> and especially I love the, um, the responses after that, where the rock still has that eyebrow, mm -hmm. but it's more in the way of what is this noise? I've what? never heard this noise before. Are they saying woo? <laughs> it's like Ric Flair's not out here. Um, but yeah, it's uh, WWE is going to WWE, and I'm just so glad that AEW is doing so many good things and giving so many people such great opportunities. Um, again, I'm from Seattle, so I especially root for them because Ref Aubrey is from my hometown. Darby Allen is from my hometown. Um, nice. Also, um, little nugget, uh, in NXT, Isaiah Swerve Scott was originally Shane Strickland from my hometown. Well. So there's a lot of big things that are happening. Um, just to give some other local names that have been tearing it up from my home promotion. Uh, I don't think Jeff Cobb got his start here, but he was definitely a big household name starting in my hometown. Jeff Cobb. Uh, Brody King is another one that's tearing it up. Um, I know there's a few others that got called up. 
Um, actually, one of my favorite all-time matches was uh, Leo Rush versus Shane, uh, versus Shane Strickland. That's hard to say this morning. Uh, <laughs> Leo Rush uh, had a had a thirty-minute gauntlet of a match with Shane Strickland, and this was before he was getting called up to NXT. Um, and I still have like he's known as the Man of the Hour, and he had specifically the eleventh hour shirt. That was specifically because he just got word not too long ago he was getting called up. So a lot of cool things, a lot of cool things happen. And if you want to know where the next generation of stars are coming from, check out your local promotions. Check out all the names that I talk about on a regular basis on the Renegade Roundup. Because there are going to be some names that are household names today that are going to be national names tomorrow. And it's such a oh, cool absolutely. thing Oh, absolutely. Like, everybody's got to start somewhere, and good for Seattle. Yeah. Seattle Seattle has the ups right now. If, uh, if you want to look at the uh, the next big names, check out some of the Seattle promotions. Um, so, yeah, I'll be going to Defy Wrestling tonight. And uh, tomorrow I'll be going to Without a Cause. Uh, that's going to have some good names in there. Um, the one I'm looking forward to on Sunday is, uh, Veda Scott versus Rebel Kell. Uh, Rebel Kell is another, uh, homegrown, uh, woman that is kicking so much ass. You probably have seen her, uh, tear it up in, uh, she's made a couple appearances in, uh, Champion Memphis, uh, Champion Wrestling in Memphis. Um, I know there's a lot of other stuff. Another big name that's been making the rounds of lately, GCW has been featuring Nick Wayne. He's a Seattle guy, and uh, he's uh, he's only 16 years old and is able to do what wow. he does. Wow. Yeah, he's going places. We're all rooting for him. Um, but yeah, any uh, any other thoughts or plugs or things you want to gush about before I uh, let you go for right now? I got nothing uh, to really push. I'll, I'm trying to get some stuff done in the short while. So my big aim is to get my commissions reopened so I can start doing those again. Sure. Uh, in time, though, because the whole, like, like with yourself, I, I work a nine to five job, uh, Monday to Friday, sometimes mm -hmm. longer, sometimes more. And sometimes I just don't have the energy to work Correct. on stuff. I'm trying little by little. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But other than that, I hope you have a good weekend, my friend. Enjoy yes. your shows. Yes, you as well. Thank you very much for coming on, and uh, stay safe out there, okay? You too. Take All it right. easy. Yeah, you as well. Later. Bye. And then we usually hang up that call. We're going to end that call. Hung up. Perfect. Let me just check real quick to make sure this is all working. Perfect. I see. Yeah, how's it going, everybody? Perfect, perfect. And... So what, what usually happens at this point is we have recordings are done, upload is complete. And what I'm able to do is go to my dashboard. And we're going to view recordings. And yeah, it didn't save, uh, probably because I didn't, uh, well, I don't know. Anyway, so what usually happens is I take a take the wave files so this actually does a really great job of breaking these up individually and like i said Shinezi. 
And see, that actually comes through really good. Uh, he's got a mic set up. It's pretty great. I'm just kind of darting through a little bit. I might use it as a, a notification. That sounds fantastic. Um, but yeah, what I usually do is I take these individual files. It's pretty snazzy. And then what usually happens is uh, as... And see, that comes through pretty well. Um, what sometimes happens, though... Let me double-check something real quick. Yeah, no, that's working good. Okay. What sometimes happens, though, is... That probably was such an eyesore for all of you. I am so sorry. Um, so what usually happens is I take these clips and um, I import them over to DaVinci Resolve. And it's it's free and I don't have to pay Adobe money to do it. And so it does basically what I want it to do. Where did like my chat notification go? So, just to give an idea, for example, this is one of the episodes I'm currently working on right now. And I'll just pop them in here, and I will uh, work on, you know, I love, I love, I love scrubbing. I love scrubbing. It's pretty, pretty great. So, and I felt, and I felt bad, and that's exactly why, you know, uh, not too long ago we had. Uh... So, as you can probably tell, a lot of the time when I'm doing this kind of work, uh, I tend to remove pauses. I tend to remove stutters. I do my best to remove us. The pandemic time, so. Sure, sure. Wasn't That's doing fair. anything, so I think for me about, yeah, six, six, six. And, and so this is actually pretty good audio quality right here <laughs> with Caden Cassidy. I have had some, again, no fault of their own. I'm not going to put, I'm not going to say, you know, a lot of the edits are you know, bad or whatever. Sweet onion sauce, and you get like the the spice and the. And so, like for example, the the part right there where I say the the, I will, some t um that's usually something that I will fine tune, in the second part of post that I will show shortly. Um, yeah, usually a lot of this is just like volume control. And then, um, sometimes what will happen is so with Riverside. People need to make sure that you have uh, you. There's an op the option there that says I am using headphones. I am not using headphones. Sometimes people skip that, and that's fine. But what happens is I then have to take out echoes that will happen. So what'll sometimes happen is, um, uh, do I have? No, don't make a new project. I open a project. I might have to close that in a minute. Okay. So sometimes what will happen, let's see if I can pull up an older project. I was working on... That's part two. MPCI Stinger. Add real stuff. Um, let's just say in the example of the Nick Radford interview. Oh, that's way early in there. So you'll notice all of these cuts that I make are individual cuts. Because sometimes what will happen, you can use influence for good. You can use it to 
you know, as Brian Zane put it. So one of my big things that I will sort of zoom in and focus on is things like uh, echoes on the recording and then mouth pops. That's just a personal thing of mine. Um, it's, it's a human thing. I get it. But uh, I want to try to remove as many things that might detract a podcast listener as possible. So I will... I would just try to fine tune, you know, as fine tune like little mouth pops like that, and you can see that as lengthy as these are. I mean, these are on average an hour and a half, sometimes two hours, and I'm having to make all these individual cuts. See, like that mouth pop right there. I would have had to edit that out in post. And then once I have done all this, then comes the next part of going into something like WavePad. And the other one that I'm currently working on, for example, which this one took a little bit more time because normally what I like to do is I like to play cheeky and uh, um, insert a sound clip. So, for example, you've seen this with How Much in Bison Dollars. You've seen this with a couple other episodes. I think I did it for Leet as well, where I put in like a Street Fighter parry sound or whatever. Um, or um, very early on, I was using Terry Bogart's burning, but uh, that just peaked and popped a little bit too much for my liking. So I changed that. Um, so what I will do is, you know, I'll go through here. Want me to watch Power Rangers. And uh, I, love, ass, I, I, I love. I love. Let me see if I can turn that down. Jesus. Um, here we go. Volume. He switches that on, dude. Uh, so. Had a little bit. You mentioned at about like five or six years old, you got into trouble for watching pro wrestling. When so here's here's a part right here, for example, that deep breathing sound. Is in perfectly with. Uh, I will. What I will do, is I will go into a part, that I know, that I have made like a blank weaves yeah white so like that part right there where i have like a blank spot that i've like completely removed all sound from uh and that also comes from the previous editing where like when there's a complete gap so i will go through there and the, like um hashtag twitch do better deep breathing right there and then to try to make it sound as natural of conversation as possible, I might put now with some extra the stuff um, in there. hashtag Twitch do better uh, thing that's been taking out us, for example. This is another thing that I will meticulously, and I mean meticulously. And again, I'm being transparent about the process because I feel it's important to know. It's like, hey, it's been three weeks since an episode. Why have you not? It's because. I haven't had the energy to just not. I haven't. Um, no, it's not ending. There we go. But yeah, that's kind of the long and short of it. Is it's it's a bit of a process for me to muster to do. Um, so I do appreciate your patience with all of that. 
But additionally, the final thing as well, like I mentioned, is that um, after those two episodes are done, which, yes, be on the lookout for Zebediah Saint, and then after that, Caden Cassidy. Those are going to be the two final episodes for season one. And at that point, uh, I will take a break that I need to uh, in order to fine-tune this machine a little bit. Because I'm really impressed with what I was able to get done with these. It's going to be 13, 14 episodes because episode zero. Um, But I know there's a lot to be done. Like I said, like... A lot of this equipment right here, so just kind of go through a little, like with the exception of this mic right here, this was gifted to me several years ago. Um, I got the focus right box for it, got the mic stand. All of the equipment that I bought, the only reason that I was able to do this much with what I had was because of pandemic times and um, back pay from unemployment. That's literally the only reason that I've been able to go from when I was doing podcasts. Last time I attempted to do podcasts was with the arcade room with uh Dragoon and Bubba way back when. And I'm sure that I'm sure a lot of you that are following my path right now have no idea who I'm talking about, and that's fine. Because it was that long ago. Um that was like twenty fifteen, twenty sixteen, maybe maybe even early twenty seventeen when all of that was taking place. Please, for the love of God, do not look it up. It is not great. It probably has not aged well. Not that we said anything that would cancel us, but at least I hope not. Anyway, that's that's neither here nor there. Who I was then is not who I am now. Um, but the important thing is, is that getting this machine to work costs this. And I don't have a lot of that right now. And I hope you, uh, I hope you appreciate uh, what can be offered, and I do appreciate your time in allowing me to explain this to you. And uh, yeah, I, I want I want this to do well, and I don't want to disappoint the people that have supported me in whatever little way that they can. Um, that's again the long and short of it is. I want this to be a good machine. I want this to be an operational machine. And just right now, uh, right now I can't do that with the with the resources that are currently available. Um, you know, it's it's really hard to make a living out there. And I want to make sure that I don't disappoint you. Um, well, and, and as well, you know, the opportunities that should present themselves. Um, I want to be able to be open for that. Um, you know, I still have aspirations. I want to, I want to go into actually in the ropes for pro wrestling. And I think with a lot of the things going on with, SOS and um, everything else. There's a lot of opportunities that are being built for Washington State. Um, and I want to be a part of that. 
but in order to be a part of that, I need to make sure that I am uh, marketable for those venues. And right now, I'm not in a spot that I can say I am in, you know, as much as like I've been, you know, the, the praise that I do get, I do appreciate that. And even the criticism I get, I appreciate that as well. I know that I am not, I am not the smoothest velvety voice on the radios. Catch me on the airwaves. No, it's not. You know, I have aspirations to do VO work. Um, and that's some, that's a goal I want to push to help strengthen my brand, if you will. That's going to come with time. And with a lot of things going on in my life, I don't know how much time I got. Uh, I'm not, to my knowledge, everything health-wise is going fine for right now. But, you know, life is a funny thing. That can change at any time. And... You know, life is too short, man. So I'm just putting out what I can, hoping the people will recognize me. And um, just make the most out of the opportunities that we get, you know? So I'm not going to waste too much more of your time, but uh, I do want to say thank you for being a part of this little, I mean, for lack of a better term, it is kind of a mini Renegade Roundup interlude episode until we get more of this out there. Uh, but I do hope that you are doing well. I hope you are staying safe. Uh, remember that uh, kindness is a choice. Be kind to each other. And you are your own priority. And you matter. In case you didn't know, my name is Sol, and we'll catch you next time, hopefully, when we get these episodes of Renegade Roundup out of the bin. And uh, be good to each other until then. Stay safe.